girl, we are getting that water out of the tub, she said in a tone that conveyed, not in my house, on my watch, do you come after my friend? My friend trotted to the edge of the tub and stuck her hand and arm into the now cold water and quickly pulled it out alarmed. There's something in there. We looked into the tub. The bubbles were long gone and the water looked clear with nothing in it. We looked at her wet forearm, which now had a four inch scratch with a line of fresh blood. How does water scratch you? You've entered into the world of alternate realities. Here, paradigms are shifted, minds are blown, and veils are lifted. Actual supernatural experiences are brought to life through storytelling by the people who experience them. Welcome to Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant, where the esoteric is explored and consciousness is expanded. Visit adventuresinmysticism.com to further your spiritual development through Leia's latest offerings. And now we continue with this episode's mystical adventure. During the time period when I was traveling regularly back and forth to South America and performing exorcisms with my spiritual teacher, I had a good friend who also went on these adventures with me. She was an ex-police officer and had seen some pretty dark things having worked in the gang unit on the streets during part of her career. So extracting dark entities seemed like a natural extension of her work. You could say she basically traded her gun for holy water and eternal love. Even armed with softer tools, she is a force to be reckoned with and super brave. There was one night at my townhouse in San Diego when I was extremely grateful she was living with me. We had returned from one of our south of the border trips and were happy to be back in San Diego and the luxury of our own space. If memory serves, on the evening of the incident, we'd gone out to dinner in Del Mar and sat on the patio which has a beautiful view of the ocean. When we returned home, I ran a hot bath in my large sunken tub and soaked in the lavender bubbles to relax. Upon exiting the tub, I couldn't get the drain to pop up, so the water would drain out. I struggled, tried a few different methods, but it was stuck. I was dripping wet, my little 10-pound Maltese mix rescue dog was licking my legs, and I realized I was going to need a tool, probably pliers, to get it to pop up. I had two options. As I dried off, I considered them. My townhouse was three stories. My bedroom, the master, was on the top level, and the toolbox was in the garage on level one. Option one meant going downstairs, finding the tool, and coming back up to deal with the issue. Option two was just leave it and deal with it in the morning. It was late. 
I was relaxed and tired, and I just wanted to slip between my sheets and go to sleep. So I landed on option two and got into bed. I like to sleep in a very dark room, so I have blackout curtains. Having these, I found, would also keep the dog sleeping in with me. And I'm the type that once my head hits the pillow, I'm asleep and I'm out cold until the next morning. I am a deep and heavy sleeper. And in college, I even slept through a fire alarm in my dorm. This night wasn't any different with regards to falling asleep. I got into bed. My puppy Sage joined me. She snuggled up against my thigh and we were off to dreamland. Around 3 a.m., I woke up feeling disoriented and as though I was not alone. The hair stood up on the back of my neck. The dog was standing perfectly still and tense next to me. Her attention focused into the darkness of the bathroom. Her behavior indicated something was in there. The way my master was laid out in my townhouse was the door to the room was on one side. You'd walk in and there was the bedroom part of the room. Then caddy corner from the door was the bathroom. One wall of the glass shower served as part of the bedroom wall. So anyone in the bedroom could see whomever was showering through the glass. On the other side of the shower was the bathtub. A walkway took you from the bedroom part past the shower and tub where you dead end into the double sinks, then make a left to go into the walk-in closet and the toilet closet. Without moving, I allowed my eyes to adjust to the darkness and look around. The door to my bedroom was closed. If someone had entered through there, the dog would have been up and barking immediately. I could see the outline of Sage's white coat, but I really couldn't see much else in the darkness. At that moment, I heard a noise that sounded like a fish jumping out of water and then back in. Sage backed up on the bed, her ears back and teeth gritted. I strained to listen, but didn't hear it again. Maybe I'd imagined it? I sat up, noticing that the room felt way colder than the temperature I'd set the AC for. A typical sign of paranormal activity. I shivered. The dog came right next to me as I flipped on the light. I wasn't sure what I'd do if there was someone in the room. I didn't have a weapon, and I wasn't wearing much. But what else could I do? No one was there. I saw nothing. I got up and headed toward the bathroom. The dog got off the bed and headed the opposite direction, which was unusual for her as she normally followed me everywhere. My adrenaline was pumping and I threw open the closet door. Empty. Then I flipped on the light in the toilet closet. Nothing. I turned around, facing the tub, And for just a second, I saw a black swirl above the water. I froze. A chill ran up my spine. I don't know how, 
but something was using the water as a conduit to get into my space. I needed to unplug that tub. The dog started barking and scratching to get out of my room. I went over to let her out, planning to head to the garage for the pliers. As soon as I opened the door, she pushed past me and flew down the stairs. Again, very unusual behavior for her. She would typically wait for me to go down the stairs and follow me, but not tonight. The dog barking and commotion woke up my roommate, who came out of her room across the hall to see what was going on. She stepped into my room and immediately noticed how cold it was. I explained to her what I had experienced so far. Girl, we are getting that water out of the tub, she said in a tone that conveyed not in my house, on my watch, do you come after my friend? She trotted to the edge of the tub and stuck her hand and arm into the now cold water and quickly pulled it out, alarmed. There's something in there. We looked into the tub. The bubbles were long gone and the water looked clear with nothing in it. We looked at her wet forearm, which now had a four inch scratch with a line of fresh blood. How does water scratch you? We both looked at each other horrified. Whatever entity was in that tub, it had the ability to do her physical harm. This was new territory for both of us. Though I had awoken several times with bruises and one time with a giant bite on my thigh that weren't there when I went to sleep, I didn't recall those things happening. They would take place when I was deep in REM sleep. I was concerned about whatever it was having broken her skin and potentially entering her. So she went to her room and grabbed her bottle of holy water and we poured some on the wound and rubbed it in a bit. Then she sprinkled some in the water, demanding the entity to return to where it came from. We both felt like what we were dealing with was more of a demon than your garden variety poltergeist. Not that some of them can't be violent and aggressive. This just felt more hounds of hell than I'm ticked off my sister killed me because she was jealous. And now I'm exacting revenge on whomever I can in the physical realm energy. Despite the holy water, we knew we needed to drain that tub and eliminate the conduit the demon seemed to be using. I went downstairs to get the pliers and some rubber gloves. We didn't want to take a chance of putting bare skin in the water again. My friend took the implements from me, mad this thing had scratched her, and she was able to pop the drain on her first try. We stood there demanding the entity leave with the water saying it was not welcome here. Once the tub was empty, we spritzed it with holy water and then saged the entire master bath closet and bedroom. I cracked the window to allow fresh air into the room and spent the rest of the night sleeping on the second floor on the couch. The dog had gone all the way down to the first level and was hanging out there. But once we had finished clearing the room and I had settled in the living room, she joined me. I took that as a sign that the dark entity was gone. But just in case, that night was the last time I used the bathtub at that townhouse. 
maybe I was being silly, but I didn't want to encounter another demon in the bathtub. Thank you for tuning in. Next episode, I'll share my adventures with the White Witch Coven. Until then, remember that your spiritual journey is a supernatural adventure in and of itself. Enjoy the unfolding and embrace the unknown. Thank you for joining today's Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant. To go on more journeys with Leah, subscribe now. To step more fully into your spiritual role of bringing about a positive high-frequency future for humanity, visit adventuresinmysticism.com.